Welcome to Rethink Retirement. It's an XAP podcast. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. Um, in this podcast, we are hoping to show you how you can use your skills and your experience as you move into retirement. Or unretirement, as we like to call it. This is a key time in your life. And whether you're thinking of slowing right down, volunteering, or taking up a new challenge, it's a lot to take in. And each episode, we'll meet someone who's already been through this, and we hope it'll inspire you. And today, we're delighted to welcome Maxine Room. Maxine has an extensive career in education. She led a number of restructuring programs in colleges before setting up a business with others, helping organisations improve their equality, diversity and inclusion. Hi, Maxine. Hi, Victoria. Good to be here. Excellent. So... Maxine, can you tell us a bit about your story and how you got to, you know, this is such sensitive language, isn't it? Because I don't think you're thinking retirement at all. So let's call it your, this stage in your life. Okay. Um, So it's interesting. Um, I now think of myself as an entrepreneur, but when I started as a teacher many years ago, I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. So my career has spanned many years. Uh, As I say, I started as a teacher in further education colleges and worked my way through that to finally become a principal. So I've been a principal CEO of several large organisations, FE colleges in Wales and in England. And it's been an interesting journey. So for me, it was okay, if I don't do this, what else? And I used to say to my staff, you know, it's lifelong learning. So along the way, I've done a number of things, gathered a number of qualifications, including a couple of degrees, a doctorate, a CBE from the Queen and many other things. But but actually, what was interesting when I was talking to staff, I said, actually, I can cook because I was a home economics teacher. I've got a diploma in massage and aromatherapy and uh, anatomy and physiology. And, you know, I've got some business qualifications. So I could always run a restaurant with a massage parlour on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Fantastic. But my point was, you know, we shouldn't think about our career being finite you know, and, and I've come across a lot of people in my life who think this is the job. They have no choice, but we do have choices. So when I got to my unretirement point where I was thinking, what next, who next, how next? Retirement point. Point, yeah. So I, I was working in London, running one of the largest colleges in, in the UK in London. I'd done the merger of two colleges and I just felt that it was time to do something different. And there were a number of things happening in my life at that time. And so I decided to negotiate my way out. Let's let's put it that way. So which is what I did and decided to go traveling. And I was then with my now husband and uh, we came to Spain and we spent three months here looking at, you know, what should we do? We set up a death data science consultancy and we were working a bit with that. My, my husband is an interior designer and he was doing some of that. And gradually it sort of evolved, if you like, into what I'm doing now. So my husband said to me, why don't you do things that are your passion? And although I loved working with data, 
actually, it wasn't my passion. And then suddenly people started to ask me to do coaching and mentoring, to do workshops on equality, diversity, inclusion. And so that evolved into doing more of that work online in Spain because there was the pandemic. And it was a really interesting time for me. And some of that work is paid and some of that work is is pro bono. I've always done coaching and mentoring uh, all through my career. And in fact, you know, there are several colleagues now who are principals and CEOs themselves in colleges and I keep in touch with them. But I also do some work with like-minded females and I do some work for the Association of Colleges and the uh, Education Training Foundation. And I think I've found my niche now because all the skills that I had as a teacher, all the skills that I've had as a CEO principal, I'm now being able to use with my passion. So I work on strategic development with organisations like I work with the Greenwich and Docklands International Festival, work with Northern Ballet, the Dancers Career Development and in lots of FE colleges. And I work with my associates now through Medicree Associates Limited and we're developing that work, which is really exciting. That, that is absolutely fantastic. A very, very interesting journey. And um, I just wondered, can you just tell us about the surprises, you know, the things that you weren't expecting as you went along that journey? I wasn't expecting to finish my career in the way that it finished. There was a confluence of events. I suppose I thought that I would completely retire out of further education, completely retire out of work. But actually, as my husband said, you weren't ready to retire. You weren't ready to stop working. And whether it's paid or unpaid, you know, like to do all sorts of things. And I'm, I've been very eclectic in my career. Another surprise is I've got into blockchain, cryptocurrency and digital ledger technology. So I've been on the all party parliamentary group for blockchain. I've done panels on digital inclusion. I've written articles for Crypto Insider, the City AM paper and numerous other bits and pieces in that space. I developed some online resources. So if you want to learn about crypto, not just Bitcoin, but learning about blockchain and what it means, then I work with the Coin Intelligence Academy and you can use those courses for free and I work with a really interesting man. I think sign me up on that. I keep going on to things, uh, Maxine, and I confess I'm nearly there each time. And then I think, no, I couldn't talk it through to somebody else, which is always a test whether you've actually understood Absolutely, it. absolutely. Yes. So, Maxine, you, you didn't really have a, you sort of had a stop point. I mean, a lot of the people that we've worked with find that transition point of finishing full-time work quite hard to do because it's, it's suddenly a lot of things are taken away from you. Did you have any of those sort of emotions or did you find actually you were sort of busy doing the next thing? You never experienced any, I'm going to say downtime. It's not probably the right word, but you know what I mean? There's almost a sort of grieving bereavement part. I'm not saying it's long. For some people, it might be longer. But I, I finished in the May and one of my takeaways would be, you know, 
give yourself time to reflect. Don't jump into the next thing unless it's absolutely fabulous and you can't not do it. But we went traveling for a while and that gave me a bit of time for reflection. And also, my, as my, my husband says, I had to find a way not to be a CEO principal. So, for example... <laughs> I didn't have any of my own IT equipment. So we bought an iPad and it's like, okay, why doesn't it work? So my husband became my IT support. But gradually, you know, I've got IT savvy. But it was really interesting because I used to not exactly click my fingers and my executive assistant would sort it out. You know, one of the things I used to say as a CEO, what is it I should be doing and only I can do and what should others? So me spending hours trying to figure out how to set up an iPad was not something that I would focus on yeah. um, as a CEO because my last college was 50 million, about 16,000 students, 800 staff. So, you know, and, and I was very good at time management because I did A-level home economics. And I always say that's a really good grounding. If you have to produce 10 dishes in three hours to a high standard, that's the subject you should study because that's what it's like when you're your CEO. So there is that time for reflection. And then what is it? What's your passion? What is it you really want to be doing? And the other thing is, my husband said to me that, you know, I'd write emails and say, why aren't people responding? And he said, because you're not a CEO anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that little bit of loss of status is yeah. quite interesting because you are used to getting responses just because of who you are. And, you know, you have to be a bit more humble, I think, when, when you stop. The other thing that I did, so I set up the business. We, we came to Spain but I was asked to do an interim turnaround for um, NACRO in Southampton. Uh, NACRO is, uh, an well, it used to be the National Association for the Rehabilitation of Offenders. But, but actually, they have 16 centres, education centres, for young people across the country. And they took on Totten College as part of their merger, because otherwise it would have had to close. And they were looking for an interim principal. And I got encouraged let's say to do that role and I kept saying look I don't want a full-time role I'm living in Spain oh and I just happened to be in the country when the interviews were on I went along and I said look I can do you a job but it's perhaps not the job you're looking at I only want to work two or three days a week and that's maximum and really I want to be in Spain as much as possible anyway to cut a long story short I took it on we moved to Southampton my husband played a lot of tennis while I did the turnaround, I needed that validation, I suppose, because I left my last big job in a little bit of a hurry for various reasons. And it didn't feel like closure in terms of some of the things I wanted to do. So this top requires improvement for 10 years. They needed to get Ofsted good did it in 18 months, turned it around and left it in good shape. And it's still there, there today. And then my, I coached my deputy and she's now the principal of Totten. So, and I needed that just to say, can I really do this? You know, I'd had three successful colleges in various ways. And it's like, can you do another one? But I was still doing my consultancy work as well. Maxine, I, I almost hesitate to ask this question. Go on. <laughs> because you've got so much on your plate. But what about the future? You know, looking forward, what does the future hold for you, do you feel? Well, I really want my associates 
to be successful in the work that they want to do. So I want to find some niche work for some of them and and opportunities. But also, uh, we've been talking about partnering with organisations around equality, diversity, inclusion. There's a lot of stuff around at the moment in terms of training in unconscious bias and EDI, etc., and, and what we feel is often when organisations come to us, they just want us to tick the box. They just want us to do them a job, give us a strategy, give us a plan, let's get on with it, et cetera. And what we really want to do is to partner and embed change, real change, that means that everybody in an organisation feels included and feels that they belong. And that's not denigrating any ethnicity, any of the protected characteristics, but it is about we see us seeing that in organisations, some of them are quite toxic, some of them are floundering, etc., around equality, diversity, inclusion. And if you get that right, you'll get the organisation will flourish. The research shows you get EDI right, your bottom line improves. And that's what, you know, a lot of shareholders, stakeholders want. So that's one thing. In addition to that, I think for me, I want to be doing work that is meaningful. So I'm part of the Black FE leadership group, Train the Trainers. We're doing a lot of work around anti-racism. And, you know, there's been a lot and I've been writing for LinkedIn and, and various other things. And that's important to me. So personally, so something for my associates, something personally for me. And, you know, I want to be playing tennis three times a week. I want to be doing Pilates on the beach twice a week. I want my husband to coach me so I can play better tennis. I want to be able to enjoy Spain, learn Spanish, and for as long as I possibly can. And I want to be sharing my expertise, my experience, and, and I do that hopefully in a number of different ways in working with others. And, you know, I've had some really good success with coaches. One of them's just got a vice principal's job in Hull when he'd been struggling to get himself over the line, you know, just missing, just missing, etc. And, you know, I've been doing a little bit of coaching with Next Up, you know, and I'm happy to do that. So, and I want to do things that make me happy and give me a sense of fun and enjoyment, you know, and I don't want to feel that there's an end to it. My tennis uh, colleagues always say, what, Maxine, what are you doing? You know, you're working. And I said, yeah, but I only do things that I like doing. I don't yeah. do things I don't want to do. Max, I think you have created, I think some of it's possibly by chance, but the life that most people at this stage of life want to create which is that really great mix of work and leisure if you like bringing yeah. those two together and just to kind of throw in thank you so much for being one of our mentors helping um, entrepreneurs and others we so appreciate you giving your time Maxine thank you but looking back are there any things with hindsight that you would have done differently and what takeaways would you give? To, you did mention give yourself space, which is a good one. But is there anything else that you would say to others? In terms of doing something differently, I think I would have had a more phased leaving of the UK. A pandemic had really made us become resident here. My husband was ready to move to Spain. 
you know he was absolutely for me I needed just a bit more of London I'm a Londoner at heart and I do miss London and I miss Leeds as well I mean I've still got friends in Leeds so I needed a little bit more transition I think which is is interesting it's you know it's not awful it wasn't awful etc but I know I had cabin fever and my husband was like oh I can see this isn't you know this is not good so you know just that transition bit just be sure about the next step don't let it overtake and another thing I used to say to to staff is take control if you've got you know I've done a number of restructures and I've had to stand up in front of hundreds of staff and say you know this is how it's going to be there will be some redundancies we are going to consult etc but you have choices and I think that one of my takeaways is don't ever think you haven't got choice. The choice might be hard. It might not be a, a road that's easy to travel. But if you want to get there and if you can see a better something, then you have the choice to do that. And, you know, people say, oh, we can't do, you know, we've got a mortgage, we've got this, we've got that. There, there are ways and means, you know, other people navigate and negotiate through. And it may take you more time. And I think that's the other thing about time. You know, give yourself that time. If that is the goal and it's going to take you two or three years, not two or three months, then that's what it's going to take. And I would say this, wouldn't I? But I come across so many people who need coaching and mentoring. So many people. I do it sort of, I suppose, because it's me. But I say to them, actually, you know, we could sit down and really work this through. Because people make these offhand, oh, I'd love to move to Spain. This is what I get. Oh, you're living the dream, Maxine. You can live the dream. If that is your dream, make it happen. Yeah. No, there's lots of ways. There's people here who come and house sit in Spain, you know, for the summer. They pet sit. They, you know, they they work on the in the olive groves or they work in the fruit farms or whatever. They can't get enough people actually to pick the mangoes. But I'm not saying it's easy work for a couple of months. Try it and see. And the other thing I would say is, if you want a sabbatical or you want time out ask for it see what they're prepared to offer and I say have you looked at the policies of your organization you know if you work in the corporate or the public world often there are there are things that will support you to do something differently before you transit out you know if you want to reduce your working week and this is one of the things I've been coaching somebody on She's working four days a week. She wants to go down to three days a week. So she's got two days a week to do some other work. And I said, you negotiate that. It might not happen immediately. Give them the solution. You know, if you could see that person A or person B can take up some of that slack and, and they're going to save a day's salary, then give them the solution. But people don't ask for what they want. It's like, you know, the Britishness, oh, no, couldn't possibly ask for a pay rise or, you know, a day off or whatever. And then people are frustrated. In the, and, you see, and then certainly in teaching, I, I saw this, you know, I used to say, do you want to work full time or do you want to negotiate with me around doing it differently? Those are my takeaways. Maxine, thank you so much for that. In the work we do, we get to meet the most amazing people and you know hear these inspiring stories and yours is just wonderful the way you've reinvented yourself and then continue to reinvent yourself 
Mm. Um, but also spotting new things, you know, new things that are in demand yeah. and sort of jumping into them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's great. Thank you so much. And, and we absolutely wish you the very best with your unretirement. <laughs> Thank you. Feel the fear and do it anyway, I think is my strap line. Love That's it. great. Oh, Clara, so Maxine covered so many things that we see and try and help others to understand. The things that really hit me were, she said it's a kind of bereavement when you leave that full-time work. And clearly it wasn't a long process for Maxine, but I think people underestimate the impact. And the bit I laughed at, the bit about not being the CEO, I hear that actually from quite a few wives when their husbands retire because suddenly they're trying to be CEO in their home. Um, and that bit about the achievements she wanted to finish her career. And I suspect that happens quite a bit, that you need to sort of finish your career on a high. But also this bit about she's really got that balanced life. I know when we do these panel sessions, lots of people say, God, you're doing so much. It sounds like you've got a full time life. But what they're doing is things that they're passionate about, yeah. but they're really making it work in a non 24 seven way. I mean, she said she'd just done two hours tennis this morning and she's got a dinner for 10 tonight and they're opening some co-working space in Spain or something or other. So she's doing all of that, which is loving and Pilates on the beach and everything. So this is really great balance of life, but she's doing something she's really passionate about. Yeah. And, and you know, she also just spotted gaps. Yeah. you know, and sort of put herself in those gaps, you know, yeah. things about blockchain and Bitcoin and yes, of course, you know, it's like, you know, it's just something interesting and new. And you're right, you know, often you have friends who have stopped working and, and don't really do much and, and they almost accuse you of working. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's often the case that people would like to do some things, but just aren't really sure. Just aren't really sure. Like, you know, I'd like to work for a charity, but I don't really know which one. So I guess that is quite common. And it's great to have someone like her just say, you know, get on with it. Yes, just go and try it. Doesn't matter if it's the right or wrong one. You'll, you'll soon learn. Yes. Anyway, you know, I'm really looking forward to our uh, next series. I'm sure uh, we're going to have some equally interesting, yeah. but, but in different ways. Yes. Uh, so to all of you out there, please do subscribe so you don't miss out. Just go to next-up.com. Don't forget the hyphen. And you'll find all sorts of other information and tips and stories to help you find inspiration at this stage in your life. We look forward to you joining us at the next one. And do also look at our website, uh, next-up.com. And you will find there's so many other stories, people, not like Maxine, you couldn't be, but, but with other stories, with ideas of what you do next and how you get there and people that you can meet. We look forward to seeing you at the next podcast or hearing you at the next podcast.